Hello, everybody, once again, and welcome back to the Math and Physics Podcast. I'm your host, Parker. And I'm Ray, and we welcome you to episode 22, where today we have a guest. We have Matthew Cater. We've had him uh, before. So, Matt, care to say a few words? Hey, guys. It's good to be back. Um, I was a, I was the first two-parter for you guys, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's really cool to be back. Love doing this stuff. And yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. So today is going to be less of like a structured podcast. Usually we kind of come up with topics mm-hmm. uh, beforehand and then we go through them. Uh, today, we're just going to talk with Matt, you know, have a nice conversation about, you know, like last time, kind of everything math and physics. It's basically going to be just dudes being dudes part two. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> As being dudes. Let's go. All right, awesome. So before actually starting the recording, we were talking about math and physics education in high school. Matt, do you want to kind of sum up what you were saying? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'll just pose like the general premise of what I was talking about and then like some questions and we can just kind of brainstorm about it. But what I was talking about and what I've noticed, because I do a lot of tutoring. I don't know if you guys do any tutoring, but I have like quite a handful of clients. It's weird to call them that. They're like my kids. It's funny. (laughs) <laughs> and they range from like grades nine through to 11. And so yeah. I, I usually tutor them in math. And then sometimes, you know how high school math problems, they're almost physics questions too, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll be about throwing a ball. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you can kind of whatever. So point is I, I do a lot of teaching and I love it. It's like really, really fun for me. And in those moments, I'm, we're always having a blast, me and the kid. You know what I mean? And Sometimes they'll come to me with some understanding they've built up from class or from their textbook or just whatever, like main source of info they're having. And it's like just the most bland thing I've ever heard. And that's why they always have this lack of excitement kind of going in. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or whenever I, when we talk about the problems or even like the mathematical objects that they're working with, whether that be like a trig function, let's say, okay. Yeah, they don't really unpack like what it really is. So there's nothing to be fascinated about. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like so much of and kind of what I'm posing is what I've noticed is so much of math and physics education is like so stigmatized. Like everyone goes, it's almost fun and cool to say, oh, I was never good at math. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. definitely yeah, an issue. It. Yeah, it's like the most fun thing to say, like when you're, oh, I'm not a numbers guy. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like, you're missed. Like, that's like saying you're not a you're not into like astrophysics it's like who's not fascinated by stars blowing up yeah (laughs) yeah that's kind of what i'm i'm trying to trying to like break down because whenever i work with these kids i always have to like start them from ground up and be like no what you're doing is actually like some of the most interesting stuff you can do you know yeah Mm -hmm. it's not like bio and stuff you know where you can see leaves and and whatnot but it's pretty in its own respect i just think it's poorly laid out because it's not as accessible you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily see it, touch it. I guess like a counterpoint to that could be like because people are in high school and, you know, they're pretty young. They don't want to go too intense. And especially with some math teachers, you know, you know, when they can go really intense into certain subjects mm-hmm. or certain functions. And especially if they want to try and explain, let's say, sign, as you were giving that example. Sure. Let's say they want to explain sign to like a full varying depth, you know, explain the graph, explain everything. Yeah, I don't know. It might be too much for a grade 11 to handle. That might be the counterpoint to what you were suggesting. So I guess I can kind of see why like they don't go too in depth with it in high school. But I definitely think they can make it more fun. I I guess where 
mm. I can see what you're uh, saying with that. That makes yeah, sense. like there's there's good videos even on YouTube you can watch of just like high school math, and it's actually like it's a lot better than the co- like the course teaching method that you would get in high school. And I remember one time, this was grade 10 or grade nine, we were doing optics in science class. And then the teacher was like, was like, okay, so this is the formula for finding like diffraction or whatever. Yeah. And then there was, there was like a sine theta in there. But, you know, at that time, I didn't know what that was. And she told the whole class, she's like, yeah, don't worry about what that means. Just plug it in and use it. <laughs> and that, like, that was so terrible that like, <laughs> to me, it was just, it was just letters that I was putting in my calculator. It didn't actually mean anything to me, which, which sucks because it would have been way better if I could have made the connection to what it actually meant, you know? Yeah. I still remember one time, the terrible thing, when uh, I, I either it was a diffraction formula or it was some formula. I don't know, but it had sine squared theta in it. And I didn't know, I think this was like grade 10 or grade 11 where our teacher just gave us a formula and I didn't know too much about trig. And we saw a sign squared and I had no idea what to do in my calculator. So legitimately, um, I put sign and then I did squared. And uh, my calculator just said math, like like that's, a, that's an incorrect syntax. But yeah. I didn't understand what I was doing wrong. So yeah. I never figured it out until like the teacher just said, yeah, you got to do sign and then you got to square it. So see something as simple as that, mm-hmm. if she had like told the class and I right. think a lot of people were on my standard, they're like, what the hell is squared? Like, how do you square it? Yes. In like grade 10. So yeah. Yeah. Cause also like the trig functions is that weird exception where they like to put it, they don't put the bit yeah. in brackets. But they what, put I, it after the N, right? So like that makes it so much more confusing. Yeah, I had a TA actually it was funny one time I had a TA who like ranted about that to me for like solid three minutes. <laughs> this is when I was in Calc 2. I was in like the second half of 137. And then he was just like, man, I hate that. Why did it just put the whole thing in brackets? Just put brackets. It's so I'm much like, easier. I'm like, I'm like super impartial, but at the same time, I totally understand his argument. But yeah, it's these, it's like, it's, it's these things that you guys just brought up, you know, it's that I feel like what they do is they they have this stigma about like really rigorous logic do you know what i mean where mm-hmm. they just go oh this is inaccessible to kids and i'm like well clearly not when you have kids started early you know what i mean we've all met those kids who've just been doing calculus since like grade 9 or something you yeah. know it's not it doesn't it's not crazy to them and then i'm sure you guys have even felt over this last year how much your ability to like basically problem solve has grown do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It doesn't even do, you know what I mean? So I think what they try to do is, is what Ray's counterpoint brought up, which was like, oh, maybe this is too much. And I'm like, okay, you don't have to make it real hard, but you have to present it nicer. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You can talk about biochemistry without doing organic chemistry in like yeah. rigorous detail. Mm. But you can still show like what it talks about. Do you know what I mean? Like what it describes. Same thing with the math, you know? Like you can have the fun without it being hard is basically what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, like I don't think yeah. some of the problems are boring as hell. Like I'll do some yeah. of the, like the the long word problems. Oh, they're so boring. <laughs> it's like you just don't care about them. Like why would I need to know how much like how much glass I need to buy for this shed? Like exactly. I, I would never need to build a shed. Everyone makes fun yeah. of those problems too. They're like, oh, like the guy with seventy two watermelons. Like you know those memes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
when I'm doing these things with them, like with their homework problems, a lot of the time I just go, you know what? I see what they're trying to get at here. Let's just scratch this. Let me just give you a problem that's more theoretical, more just like, you know, not necessarily like they're forcing an application when it's uninteresting. Do you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so sometimes I just scratch them and I'm like, let's just do this. And they're like, oh, this is way cooler. Like, you know, this because what you need to build is interest and intrigue, you know, Mm because it's one of like what we do. I I feel like I have a lot of friends who are artists. I make a lot of music myself and they're almost all of them are kind of the guy who's like, I'm not a numbers guy. Right. And Mm -hmm. seeing higher level maths and being around someone myself, who's like kind of in that world, they're now starting to see something I've been trying to tell people for a long time. It's one of the most inherently creative things you can do. Yeah. I agree. Like all of these ideas that, you know, we rack our minds about are, deeply creative you know people go oh creativity is on this side like i'm a creative or i'm an artist and then like math guys are on the complete other end of the spectrum mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. all like, nerd and then creative versus whatever i'm like dude what are you talking about <laughs> see that's the, that's, the, that's the stigma that i feel is like in people's minds that we need to break down yeah the mathematicians aren't creative yeah i, I completely understand that they're the most creative people i've, I've I know. I, 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 i'm on your side i'm on your side yeah, I think this is a quote from Albert Einstein. He's like, to be good at math, you need to be smart. To be great, you need to be creative. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's like some of the stuff that I, I've i been thinking about a lot and how the way it's presented and then why that deters so many people and how mm-hmm. much more they could potentially have loved it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And also now science has become this kind of like this minority almost, as you were saying, where mm-hmm. because so many people are deterred from it in high school that only the select few want to actually do it in their careers because those select few actually understand that it's not as terrible as everyone is saying. It's just just learn it, understand it, take a little interest in it, and then you'll mm-hmm. understand you know, mm-hmm. why we love it so much. Yes. Like, people think it's this foreign subject that's crazy hard. And, you know, and the worst is, and I think we discussed this before. I I definitely think we have discussed this before where like you tell your grandparents, friends or your mom's friends, Hey, I'm in physics. They're like, Oh, you must be such a genius and stuff like that. Like, no, we're we're just regular dudes. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just interested in physics. That's, that's all. Exactly. All I am. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, even my one good friend who I've known forever, who's been friends with me throughout my university so far. And then we were just talking about my summer course. He's like, oh, you're doing a summer course. I told him about it. And he was like, he was surprised to know that I didn't work with numbers. He was like, what do you mean? How do you do math without numbers? Like, what do you mean? What? Like, this is what I'm talking about. Do you know what I mean? Because they only have this one like little, I'm sure there's probably listeners right now. Maybe. I don't know who, I don't know the demographic who are probably like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. There's a middle school, yeah, because at this point, especially in like university math, math is basically a lot to do with variables. I don't think we've seen a number in the year. Well, I don't even mean, like, I mean of even variables. I just mean objects. I mean, yeah, yeah like objects, variables, functions, um, you know, stuff like that, mathematical operations, but they're not many yeah. numbers is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was, that was even a, a moment I was like, dude, like, what do you mean? I, I only work with numbers if I have, like... Like, numbers are more for engineers, you know, when they actually have to apply it to something. But when you're just doing math itself, it's less about actually computing things and more about finding out how the computations mm-hmm. work. 
numbers actually are used more in computer science with number theory, interestingly yeah. enough. Like yeah. I, I see all computer science people talking about numbers day in, day out with their uh, CSE 148 at U So yeah. like I see a lot of that with computer science people. I don't see that much with math and physics people, interestingly enough. So I don't get where people get this conception that math is only numbers. One yeah. thing I wanted to to talk about, or when you said when you said initially when your friend was like, "Oh, what do you mean you don't use numbers?" Yeah, it's kind of like after you learn like basic operations, like what do people think math becomes beyond that? Like after you stop high school, like what do you think math is in at like a doctoral level? Like is it just more numbers? Like mm-hmm. I don't think that makes any sense. <laughs> I don't think they think about it. That's the thing. I really mm-hmm. don't think that anyone gives it. It's so thought. jaded. It's like mm-hmm. no one really knows what's going on behind the curtain when you say like, oh, I'm a math prof. They just go like, okay, I wonder what the hell he does. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. even, even physics, for example, where let's say you won't see a number, but there'll be variables that represent numbers. I'm talking about even outside of that. I'm talking about like topology or something where it's just all like sets and stuff mm-hmm. like that, where you're not even referencing quantities at all. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that is something that people have absolutely no exposure to at all. Yeah, but that can also be on, again, the opposite spectrum pretty hard for grade 11s, you know, understanding, you know, uh, sets that describe topology and stuff like that. Like, I don't think they want to be exposed to that at that grade. The thing is, the math gets, quote unquote, sexier as you go up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I understand that. I understand that. It's kind of like prettier. It's more of a dance. Mm-hmm. In high school, you're literally like punching your calculator on a literal level. Do you know yeah, what I mean? literally. The, the basic ideas of topology, like I'm sure you could ingratiate into high school. Like I'm so serious. Do you know, like just the idea of like a basis or even vectors, for example. Yeah. Like, let's watch the three blue, one brown uh, essence of linear algebra playlist. Yeah, I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That you could absolutely give to grade 11s. You, they just need to know how an X, Y axis works. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they don't like why make them do car insurance problems? Yeah. <laughs> Beyond fascinated. If you showed them those animations of vectors spanning specific spaces and like determinants, you know what I mean? And areas mm-hmm. and you know, all his fantastic animations with like the transformations playing out and how it goes, you know what I mean? Where it like he twists the screen to like represent. Yeah. His that. animations are so crazy. The blue, and then even calculus too. Like the way he moves the tangent lines around yeah, he yeah. the area under the graph stuff. And I'm like, this, this would intrigue people. You know, I want mm-hmm. that to be main, mainstream math and physics education. You know what? I, yeah, I, I definitely understand that because in my, um, in the, on the last day of my linear algebra course at the uh, U of T, mm-hmm. uh, the prof was awesome. So he was like, Hey, let me show you guys something really cool. So he basically showed us how to solve integrals using matrices and Fantastic. i and remember this is me in year one and i'm yeah. just like wow yeah what like okay i completely understand where you come from when you say if you show people that just don't know it some really fascinating stuff they may get really intrigued by it because i was just i was just super interested i was just so yeah. confused as well with yeah. how that happens but very interested as well. Wait, I don't. I don't even know how you do that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. He showed us, but he's like, if you continue in like two, four, four, and like further linear algebra classes, like uh, basically all of this is covered. 
Like it's solving an integral with a matrix. Like I don't even understand how that works. Matthew probably does, but I mean, like I'm not gonna go into it, but I think I know what he's referencing. I mean, like the integral itself is a linear transformation. Yeah, yeah. That's basic yeah, that's how he started it off. Talking yeah. about yeah, basically. Yeah. And so like a lot of stuff in calculus, like once you guys take multivariable calculus, you realize how much linear algebra and, and calculus like do a, like work together to describe that type of stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, like there could be a way in which you could, you know, I don't even want to, I don't even want to try and like do that in my head right now or something like that. But yeah, but yeah, talking about um, multivariable calculus since last time, I actually, mm. I started taking notes on 237 and I actually, I enrolled in 237 for this coming semester. Glad to hear it. Did you look at the notes I sent you? Were there those ones? Uh, yeah, like the online notes yeah. by uh, Jean-Baptiste. Yes, yes, yeah. They're actually awesome notes, by the way. Oh yeah, they're, they're incredible. He has like these, he has like PDF-y sort of ones, but then they're all handwritten ones as well. Yeah, okay. yeah. So what, what did you get started on? The like topology of um, well I, I just started from the beginning so i did like the topology intro and mm. then i got into um right now i'm at differentiation cool but i think there was like a part before that i just forget it was like i did it like a month ago oh okay yeah no i'm i'm glad so you're so enjoying it though yeah i mean it's it's super cool how everything gets generalized and it kind of opens up my mind a lot because like I knew about multivariable calculus a little bit, but actually doing it in a course kind of opens your mind a lot. Mm-hmm. For sure. I was watching this video. Um, it was kind of like a joke video on YouTube about topology. And this guy's like, okay, this is what your topology class is going to look like. <laughs> it's like, like the first lesson is like, so this is a coffee cup and it's the same thing as a donut. And then here's like, here's a knot and whatever. And then it's like, okay, the next slide is like, all right, you're, you're never ever going to see those images again. And then he starts talking about like the inside of a set, the closure of a set, all this, and he presents like all these theorems. (laughs) It's so funny the way, the way it was put together. Wasn't it like five minutes exactly or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I saw that. That was, that was honestly pretty funny. And having, having taken topology is like, pretty funny you know what i mean like having learned a decent amount of stuff also to be very clear i feel like this is missing the coffee cup is not literally a donut whenever no. people hear that no it's just the same topologically as mm-hmm. a donut yeah it means it means there's a nice trend you can quote unquote continuously transform it into like the coffee cup to the donut and oh, that- wait i think i've seen this video i think i know what you're talking about oh wait I, oh yeah i think i've definitely seen this where the coffee cup transforms and yeah, the moment you said transforms, I don't know why I just clicked and I'm like, wait, I think I've seen this before. Well, I saw this one video about like, you, like you probably know about this, Matt, like uh, a cylinder, you can describe it as like a square with, with like the edges have like arrows on them, right? Oh, yeah, I think I know. Like it tells you, it tells you where to connect the two sides together. Oh like yeah. If you flip them. Yeah, and then you could describe a torus by like having a cylinder and then connecting the two ends together. Yeah, so that's how you go from. So if you, you take a, a little square, like a one by one square. Yeah, right? yeah. And then you can define the equivalence relation that takes the top uh, side of the square and the bottom side of the square and quote unquote glues them together. Yeah, yeah. And then you can def- 
to find the equivalence relation that takes the left side and the right side and glues those together. So if you picture yeah. that, what, what happens is you take the top and bottom, you put it together and you get a cylindrical tube. Mm -hmm. And then now if you glue the left side and the right side together, the left side and the right side are both circles on either end of this tube now. So when you glue them together, you wrap it around and you get a torus. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And one yeah. thing, like this was uh, a video that Matt Starr made. I don't know if you know him. He's a YouTuber. He makes really, really good videos though. Um, but he, he made a video about that. Um, oh. And then he describes how if you take, like if you take the set of a circle and the set of a line and you do the what's it called like the, the cross product between those sets then you can get different shapes oh yeah yeah it's hard to i don't know how to explain it correctly but it's really a really intriguing video i'll find the the name of it if anyone wants to go watch it yeah that stuff's gonna be really like honestly it's good that you're doing that because the visual visualization is probably like the greatest tool to understand like multivariable calculus at least for me like being able to like get pictures of stuff when normally you can't because it's really high dimension it's really mm -hmm. good skill for sure yeah also he yeah. he describes like how to visualize a klein bottle that's really interesting uh, yeah those are oh my god you're giving me like nightmares from like a month ago <laughs> wait how did you like your your course i mean i liked it for a bit like me so me and my friend jonah were doing it and we did it for maybe a month or two, two and a half, right? Yeah. It was a full session. And then the quality of the online format was seriously slipping off. Like oh, really? TAs and stuff was basically none. We were kind of just going off the textbook. And that was like, okay-ish. And then we wrote the midterm and we were like, oh, that was fucking rough. And then... We were like, okay, do we, how do we want to do this? Because we knew a prop that we both really like is teaching it in the fall. Mm -hmm. We were like, okay, do we finish this and then credit no credit? Or like, what do we, do you know what I mean? Because we didn't want to. Yeah, that's kind of a hard decision to make. Sorry, and which course is this? 327. MIT. Oh, and which is Topology. That? Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, well, we're, we're going to take it regardless because we need it to be able to take uh, 357 in the winter which is the continuation of 257 um, MAT, right? And so we're like, okay, well, we need to do this at some point. So he's like, honestly, why don't we just do it in the fall? And I was like, okay. So we basically finished the whole course and then decided to drop it and just do it in the fall. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be a breeze, but... Yeah, because you already know everything. Yeah, but we didn't want to risk our GPAs, which were yeah, very good true. previously. So and in the fall... Are you going to be doing it online or are you going to be doing it in person? I mean, I think I'm in, I'm pretty sure I'm in an in-person section. A lot of my, actually believe it or not, like a decent amount of my fall courses still have off in-person offerings. Which oh, that's nice. Yeah. I also know like a, a handful of TAs slash postdocs that are like, are like sort of quote unquote friends of mine. They're just nice enough to like help me whenever I want it. Do you know what I mean? So I know I can go to their office and stuff. You know? Okay. Just the that's fact really that nice. I can go get in-person assistance yeah one thing that sucks is that i'm taking only online classes and i'm staying in ottawa oh wow so Shit. yeah so that's just how my second year is gonna go at least it's not third yeah true <laughs> but um one thing that i'm not too worried about is that most of my classes after the first round of like 
when they announced which classes are going to be online or in person. Since then, most of them have all switched to just online. So even if I would have gone for in person, I would have oh. been staying home and doing everything online anyways. Oh, okay. I see. But yeah, not to interrupt everything, but I did find the video and I made a mistake. It's not Matt Star, it's Zach Star. Oh, I was wondering because I was searching yeah. <laughs> up Matt Star on YouTube and he's a drummer. Yeah. And I'm like, that makes no sense. Who is this guy? It, it's Zach Star and the video's called the video's called These Changed How I Think About Higher Dimensions. And then the thumbnail is like three squares. And it's a really interesting video and actually very easy to follow as well. Yeah, I love I love it. Oh, this guy. Oh, yeah. I've seen his video before. I've seen some of his videos before. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. This makes a lot more sense than Matt Starr, the drummer. Okay. Yeah. Makes so much more sense. Oh my God. What's the video called? It's called These Changed How I Think About Higher Dimensions. Oh, this guy. Okay. Yeah, I know this guy. He used to be called Major Prep. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. That's, that's, how, that's why I know. Like it even says in his little bio right here, this channel used to be called Major Prep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yo, he also has a video where uh, this completely changed the way I see numbers. That might be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That might be really cool. Yeah, so for anyone listening, the channel name is Zach Star. Highly recommended. Yeah, Z-A-C-H space S-T-A-R. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's honestly, I, I love that YouTube wormhole math stuff. You guys mm-hmm. watch Andrew Dotson? Sorry? Andrew Dotson? Yeah, I watch him. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, I... I watch his videos like pretty much every day. They come up on my recommended like oh, all the time. Oh wait, Andrew Dotson is the guy that makes uh, the funny videos about math teachers and physics teachers and physics yeah. students and stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This guy is so funny. This guy is so funny. <laughs> his physics professors be like has like two point six million views. Mm-hmm. So funny. Yeah, he's doing. I think he's do, he's doing his master's right now in physics. I believe. No, he's doing his PhD. No, a PhD. I oh, think. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, well, I think right now he's doing his, like, entrance exam for his PhD. Oh, okay. Or it's one of, one of his exams. But yeah, one thing that I started doing, well, not really started, but I downloaded uh, LaTeX. Oh, I'm going to yeah. try to learn how to code, quote-unquote, code in LaTeX. LaTeX is dope. You call it, I think it's called script. You know what script. I mean? Yeah. Coding. Like, it's not programming, but it's like... No ripped yeah it's it, 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 it basically just english in a little different way yeah that's why it's not really pro yet yeah. yeah yeah technically yeah i would say scripting yeah that was just my mistake because it's just it's, it's like word you, you, you type it up and then whenever you want to put like a math symbol there's like a little mm-hmm. abbreviation that you use yeah, and then it yeah, pulls up yeah. like a like a nice math symbol yeah but also with latex you also have like a million more <laughs> customizations yeah, than word yeah, when it comes to science documents and stuff of course yeah i think basically all uh dissertations are on uh, latex are they not or yeah yeah like they? all like sure. pro- i think all like professional yeah like, official articles and whatever are all, all on LaTeX. latex that makes sense because it's, it's kind of hard to do in word you know mm-hmm. oh it's horrible yeah i wrote like a couple lab reports for my for you guys taking 224 next year phy practical physics one uh i'm taking it third year i'm gonna be taking it in the fall okay uh i've been told it's hard no good luck man because i like to be honest that course was like i wouldn't say how do i word this oh by the way for anyone listening it's uh practical physics yeah it's it's physics uh two two it's a lab yeah two two four Mm -hmm. Um, yeah matt you were saying yeah yeah 
I don't know how I would have, like, literally, so the whole thing is essentially, like, coding a fuck ton. Oh, that's actually fun. I like coding. Fun. But it's, like, the, the level of coding they expect from you with no coding prerequisite is ridiculous. But the reason why they expect that is because the TA, there's, like, 100 TAs in the room, and they just come around and basically do it for you. Oh, my. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. that's so much better. Well, they give you these lab manuals, and they're uh-huh. like, oh, do this and they kind of like hold your hand through writing this program okay okay there's almost every single time i'd write a program i'd have to have like someone like one of the physics tas come over and like fix it you know what i mean oh, yeah Otherwise, yeah no but i actually really enjoy coding but yeah i mean if, if, if you say it's so hard then yeah i mean obviously it'll be helpful but also 224 is only offered in person so that's also good oh wait you're in person yeah, no, so uh, actually, so I live in Richmond Hill, right, which is like 45 minutes driving away from U of T. Yeah, so yeah. basically, all my classes are online except for 224. Oh, you're fine. So 224, which is on yeah. Tuesday and Thursday. So Tuesday, Thursday, I'm going to be going to U of T, and I'm going to be staying at my uh, friend's place right after because so, like, they live near the area. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to be heading back up. So Tuesday, Thursday are basically safe for my in-person classes. Okay, dude, I, I thought you were doing it online. Uh, no, 224, you can't actually do online. There's no version of it online. That should not exist, is what I'm trying to say. Like, that would be horrible. Also, I don't think it'd be literally possible to do the experiments. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly why I'm saying you can't do it online. Yeah, you would have to be in person to do this. Yeah, that's exactly why I had no other choice but to, you know, have the option to commute to U of T because I'm not going to live in residence for two days a week. Right. And yeah, thank God I don't have to take it this year because then I would have to oh, literally go bad. to Toronto for one day a week. <laughs> no, two days a week, two days a week. It's two days a week. Yeah. It's two days a week. Okay. We'll still, it was, it's a two, three hours, three hour sessions a week. Yeah. Yeah. Two, oh, three hour sessions. Yeah. That's a strike. Yeah. No, but I mean, if you think about it, especially with like my scenario or this current scenario with everything online, I literally planned it so that Tuesday, Thursday, I have nothing but those classes. So I have all day to go at U of T and come back, basically. Good. So I've kind of planned Good. it out in a decent way. Wait, Matt, uh, do you yeah. live close to the campus? Oh, yeah. I'm like Ozing. I'm like just I think I have. Uh, yeah, I think we've asked you this before. Yeah, no, it's great. I can like bike and stuff. And oh, okay. Okay. So that's why you're taking all these in-person classes. Yeah. Second year is going to be the worst for you schedule-wise. So sorry, like, sorry. I'm saying second year is, is as bad as it gets schedule-wise. Like my schedule this year is like fucking great. Yeah, yeah. My, my second year schedule is pretty um it's pretty interesting because this year actually I'm trying to take a stats major that I didn't want to take in my first year. So I have to make up a lot of courses this year. So I've quite a lot of extra work to do. Mm-hmm. So so let's see how that goes out for me. Oh, is are you doing like so you're saying this this year's schedule is kind of shitty? Yeah, because I'm so instead of a physics specialist, now I'm doing a physics major, stats uh, major, and astronomy minor. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, because cool. I was always going to go into physics anyways, but then I was like reading on some stats stuff, and stats is really interesting. I think it's really important in like daily life. And like, why not? You know, I'm pretty interested in statistics. So I'm like, let me take that as well. So here we are. For sure. Pretty excited. Pretty excited. But yeah, no, second year, like, schedule-wise is, like, trash all the time. <laughs> like, it, it's just going to be, just letting you guys know, it's going to be it's gonna be a long, rough year. Nice. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for prepping. Wait, sorry, like, you're going to have to repeat that. I said, it's going to be a long, rough year, but you're going to feel, like, 20 times smarter after it. Oh. oh. 
okay 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 almost going into third year you're like quite specialized in what you actually feel like you're good at and you're really Mm -hmm. you're honestly really good at solving problems at that point Mm -hmm. so everything you're doing is more kind of like like the shit is hard like the material is harder but it doesn't necessarily feel like that it just feels like you know how much you're going to need to study for it but you know you'll never hit a point where you're like i don't get this at all like i can't understand Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like always happened in first and second year. Really. Yeah. Oh, in first year, that happens so much. Oh my gosh. But now it's more like you're more settled. Also, your time management game is way better in third mm-hmm. year. Like I was still figuring it out in second year. You probably will be too. Second year for you guys, I, I predict, is just going to look like ridiculously long nights. And like, <laughs> that's what it was for me too. Like, oh my. Like, you think the best time management is just like overgrind? It's just like, I have to have so much shit to do. I just have to keep like, and that's good, you know? I guess it's good that you have so much stuff to do. So you're always doing something. Yeah, right? toughen you up to like not sleep. Like, mm-hmm. Because if you don't have stuff to do, I think you get nervous. Like, oh my gosh, am I doing a little too less? Oh, yeah. You know? So it's, yeah. it's really good when you have a lot of stuff to do, I think. Ray, the, the word is not enough, not too not less. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> not enough, sorry. Not enough. Yeah. <laughs> so that way, when you go into third year, like, the schedule's more chill, mm-hmm. but the courses are more intense, if that makes sense. Not in like demanding time from you, but just like the material is like more rock solid, if that makes sense. So you're just kind of more dialed in. You're mm-hmm. just, the management's there. You know what it works looks like to work like nothing first three months of first year. And then you know what it looks like to work yourself to the bone December of second year. Mm-hmm. And so now you're you kind of hit this, more or less sweet spot where you know exactly how much you need to study for each thing. You know, what type of, you know how to get help too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what type of questions help you, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I, I completely understand. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, when you're older, when you're past your second year, you already just understand more. It makes sense. Also just making sure I should know this, but I forgot. Are you going into third or fourth year? Going into third. Going into third. You're going yeah. into third. You're going into third. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's why you were taking the three five. And you took two three seven or two five seven? Three seven. Two three seven. Three seven. Okay. Okay. So then why are you taking the um two five seven variant in third year? Isn't that what you said? That you're taking three five seven or something or yeah. three five something? Yeah, three seven, yeah. So that's foundations of real analysis. So you're taking the two five seven variant in yeah. third year, basically. Yes. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Two five seven is the follow-up to 157. I didn't know there was I didn't know there was a follow-up to 257 also. And then there's two more follow-ups after that. Oh, actually? Yeah. Wait, is it a follow-up or is it just like a similar variant? Like it's just that level of difficulty or is it an actual follow-up of 257? What it is, they're all analysis courses. That's what it is. Okay. They're all okay. in the same uh, world. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like 257, technically you don't use a lot of your okay i don't want to say that loosely <laughs> for 157 is just like extra theoretical 137 in a lot of ways it has its own stuff which is like definitely its own thing mm-hmm. but it's calculus still quote unquote and then 257 is multi-variable calculus like you learn everything you do in 237 you know what i mean mm-hmm. but you don't do applications in 257 really at all like you won't uh... actually so basically only analyzing what's going on, not really applying what's going on to yeah, anything. You'll see a decent amount of numbers towards the end of the course. You know, mm. you will compute some shit. 
And when I say numbers, I mean like pretty ones, like four pi over three, <laughs> not like decimals or something, you yeah, know? That's nice. Yeah. That'd be more like I'd probably two, three, five from what I've seen from some of my friends and stuff. But yeah, but no, the reason I wanted to take 357 is because I just wanted, I know I want to go to grad school for math. Uh, so I was like, okay, I want to round out. I want to do some specialist stuff in the things that I know are core math subjects, you know? So mm-hmm. I didn't want to challenge myself with specialist stuff for like, just out of interest, if that makes sense. Like just random, like a, a more less fundamental subsection of math. So I said, okay, if I'm doing specialist stuff, it's going to be in the main stuff, like group theory analysis, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Yeah. Linear mm-hmm. algebra. So, I mean, I, I'm, I already took, Two two four and two two three, like linear algebra one and two. Mm-hmm. But next year I'm taking two forty seven as well. Oh, yeah. Which is you guys know two forty seven is. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I actually don't. I have no idea. I just said oh, because I'm like it might be hard. <laughs> it's the special. So non specialist is two two three two two four. Specialist is two forty two forty seven. Okay. Oh yeah 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 okay yeah. yeah. So I'm technically doing linear algebra two again it's so different it's not even like like the courses diverge so much like you learn completely different stuff in 247 mm-hmm. like product spaces and like you know what like just a whole bunch of it's far more theoretical and the reason i want to take it is so that i can take group swings and fields the, the year afterwards hopefully mm-hmm. which is another specialist course and also want to take pro- mathematical probability which also needs it so yeah there's it's kind of like a transition into some specialist stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, like I feel really confident with my mathematical ability right now as well. Like two, three, seven built. That's really high confidence mm-hmm. from really grinding in it and having a really, really good teacher and whatnot. And so, yeah, like I three also topology is technically specialist as well. So I'm doing three math spec courses next year after just doing a physics spec for the first two years. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm hoping 237 gives me the same confidence because, I don't know, right now, like, I enjoy calculus, but I think I need a deeper understanding, and I hope that's what that's what 237 is going to give me. Yeah, you got to look for it. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to work as hard as I can, obviously. Yeah, but you got to really if you like you'll get as much, you get what you Yeah, you get what you put in. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Who's your teacher for it? Who's the instructor? Uh, I don't think they announced it, to be honest. Really? I think it's just TBD. Really? Damn. I'll go check right now, but I don't think I don't think they said. Which one are you doing, right? I'm doing uh, 235 because I have to make up too much stuff from my first year that yeah. I just don't want the hassle of 237. Because I got to do CSC 148, the stats course, and maybe the stats course second year, uh, the second one too, if depends on if I finish it quickly in the summer. Oh. I'm also doing so. 148 in the winter, believe it or not. Oh, what? That's crazy. Wait, which one? Uh, which section? Yeah, yeah. like which section? Um, I'd have to check. I can get back to you, though. Yeah, actually, do. Uh, just message me on Instagram, depending yeah, on which one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I'm in the winter one as well, so pretty excited. Yeah, for my specialist, I have to do 108. But then I'm also already, for the next two years, I'm just going to do four courses a semester. Mm-hmm. Like do like research and stuff and also i've noticed it just gets my grades way better uh-huh. luckily i have mm-hmm. the luxury to not be like an international student and get like destroyed on mm-hmm. feet you know what i mean yeah because mm-hmm. i have the option of 108 or 148 too 
But uh-huh. like, I just thought 148 would be just more informative because 108 doesn't sound too fun. It sounds pretty boring. Do I have to do 108 first because I didn't do CS in high school? Oh, okay, okay, what, yeah. What I was saying with that is I'm probably going to do a CS minor in my in a fifth year. That's oh, something I really consider. That's, that's cool. That's cool. I think CS is really useful. CS is cool. Also, that's doable, right? Because isn't a minor just like four courses? Yeah, it's literally like barely anything. I'm already doing an extra semester because I'm doing four courses a semester for the next two years. So mm-hmm. okay, adds one more four course semester. So at that point, there's no point in like, what's it called? First of all, you get you don't get and almost nearly as much like OSAP grants and stuff like that if you only do the half year. Mm-hmm. So That's true. Yeah. I would want to just, you know, fill up that second semester as well. Cause it doesn't make sense to just stop in December and then like what hope I'm working at that point. Or like, do you know what I mean? So yeah. Doing a CS minor. That's cool. That's cool. So yeah, I mean, we might be in the same, I mean, yeah, we that, all- that would be really cool. That'd be really cool. Let me know, or I'll just find out right after and I'll just send you. Uh, yeah. I mean, technically are in the same like thing. Just, same true, true. that's true maybe not even in the same class but same section that's yeah, true yeah, my friend jonah's also in it too oh oh that's cool that's cool yeah. okay okay that's dope i'm yeah, pretty excited now I'm, I'm a lot more excited about this course now yeah, okay pretty fun thank you all right boys we're actually pulling up to 43 minutes <laughs> in the podcast <laughs> we're just talking at this point we're just doing whatever yeah that's right but um we can cut the episode off right here once again, you know, time flies when yeah. we have you on, Matt. It's yeah, always a oh pleasure. My. Like, we don't even realize sometimes. So, it's been 43 minutes? That's crazy. I, I don't know. How long do you guys normally do? Like, 30? Yeah, yeah. it's usually 30 minutes. Usually 30, 35. And you're, like, keeping note of the time, like, while you're doing it? Like, yeah. To- yeah. Oh, okay. That's so funny. I can't. Yeah. It's hard for me to predict because, like, the episodes we've done, it's just, like, do you know what I mean? So, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I guess right now, because it's still a relatively new podcast, there's no set time, mm-hmm. but like somewhere around 30. Like, I guess this is not too bad because it's another dudes being dudes podcast. Yeah. So we can extend it a little longer. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it should be fine. Yeah, this is fine. Yeah, I love, I love doing this. It's a blast. Yeah, well, we always enjoy having you on. So, you know, once again, well, of course, we'll have you on another time because, you know, what else are we doing? <laughs> like an in-person and video format at some point yeah yes definitely. yes yes 100% yes so the moment uh U of T opens up uh when school's pretty light maybe Parker can come down a weekend and we can do a full video thing I am I am so ready for that Parker, are you gonna I really in- want to do a video podcast I think that will be really cool oh 100% Parker are you gonna be in and out of the city um not maybe. really I was planning on coming like once or twice per semester just to go and visit but i'm mostly just going to be staying at home and working is it just fall where you have the online stuff and then winter you have some in-person things or oh not? no it's it's whole, whole year. year whole year oh true mm-hmm. i've quite a bit of, I, almost everything for me went winter's in person i also think that a lot of things that say online right now for the winter will be changed to uh, in person i have a feeling because mm-hmm. things are pretty damn good in toronto so you know what i mean I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll I, just have to wait and see. We'll just exactly that. That's actually the best answer that anyone could give. Just wait and see. Let's just yeah. see so what it's like. Come down. We can get some mics or whatever. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. So, 
now we're kind of nearing 46 dangerous territory. <laughs> uh, so I guess we can finally cut it off here. Yes. All right. So, yeah, this has been episode 22. Two. Yep. All right. 20, episode 22. Right? So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So I'm your host, Parker. And I am Ray. Thank you for watching, and we will see you soon. See ya.